Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us, and welcome to Educational Podcasting Today, the show that talks to you, the educational podcaster, to help you not only create a fantastic podcast in your home studio, but also teach you how to bring podcasting into your classroom. This is episode number 27. My guest today is an author and podcaster, and we're going to be talking today all about blogging and how you can teach the concepts and and art of blogging with your students. There's, of course, several great ways that you can reach out and be a part of this and all of our shows. We love it when you find us on Twitter at Podcasting Today. We've got a ton of resources over at educationalpodcasting.today where you can learn how to create your own website and create the podcast of your dreams. Thank you again for listening. This is show 27, and I want to bring on a fantastic guest. She is the face behind, get this, blogging.com. Blogging.com. Imagine that, and a fantastic domain name, too. I want to bring on Miss Laura Yates. Laura, how are you today? Welcome to the podcast. I'm really well, thank you, Jeffrey. And no, thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to do this with you. I am so thrilled to have you on. You have a ton of stuff. Tell us a little bit about who Laura Yates is. So, um, yeah, I am a podcaster and a blogger and a writer. I've been um, blogging since about 2008, 2009 um, within the niches of fashion, wellness, health and personal development. Um, So I've also got my own podcast called The Bounce Back Podcast and my site where my own blog is is on laurieates.org and I talk a lot about relationships and personal development on that. And as you mentioned, I'm also um, the face behind blogging.com, which is an amazing website where we basically teach the art of blogging um, and how people can build blogs, how they can grow their blogs, and really what it takes to create a successful blog and all the little tips and tricks within that. So we're definitely going to be diving into the writing aspect of it. But since this is a podcasting show, tell us a little bit about your podcast. How did you get started with it? Sure. So my podcast evolved from my blog, really. Um, The more I started speaking to people in real life, I was really noticing, you know, how great those actual raw conversations are and how much people connect with them when they listen to them. And I started really getting into podcasts myself. And I just thought, you know what, I really want to give this a try. And so I started my podcast about three years ago. And at the time, it was called uh, Let's Talk Heartbreak. And it was very much focused on helping people to bounce back from breakups, because that was my niche at that point. Um, And I had some great conversations with all types of people, ranging from therapists to comedians to social media influencers, um, all about, you know, breakups and getting over them and healing. And then the podcast evolved to the Bounce Back podcast, where I broadened my content a little bit more. And I love just, I just love having conversations with people. And I think that the audience, I get such great feedback from it because, you know, that's how we connect with one another. So it's uh, it's been a really a really great ride. I've learned a lot, um, and I thoroughly recommend it to everyone. Really. So many people in our audience have written in the last couple of weeks. We've had some fantastic guests this month, and the questions that pop up are, I- I'm nervous to start. Right? Like I have this idea, I have this concept. What- what's the first thing that I do? So, what advice do you have for any teacher out there who's looking to maybe take the plunge during the school year and create their own podcast in their studios? 
Absolutely. I mean, I think that is the thing. Just, you know, don't try and think too much about the technical aspect of it. I think we can get so caught up with thinking that our podcasts have to be really, really professional. And of course, you know, it's very important to have good audio quality and to have those fundamental aspects there. But honestly, if you're really passionate about it, if that idea cannot leave your head and it's something you really feel spurred to do, then just go for it. Just start and see what happens. You've honestly got nothing to lose, but just taking that first step, keeping it as simple as you can possibly keep it. Don't get caught up with all the technicalities and just see, just roll with it. See how it goes. See if you enjoy it. And I think that's the best thing that you can do. That's what I did. So, and you can always fix those things later on and go by the feedback that your audience give you to be able to make those tweaks and changes that you need to. I, I love that you just mentioned that. And, and thank you for mentioning that. You can always tweak things later. We talk about that on the show a lot of, you know, your first few episodes are really the preview of your next few episodes and, and everything is going to evolve. How has your show, show evolved over the last couple of years? Well, I mean, the content's definitely evolved. But I think what I did to start with was I really stuck to a niche. So I stuck to the heartbreak niche and breakups, and that was all I spoke about. And I definitely think having some kind of niche really helps because it means you can almost like dominate that area. You can be seen to be the expert in that field. Um, So just keep it very, you know, keep it about what you're passionate about. And then, I mean, yeah, mine was so shaky when I first started. You know, I was um in and ah in, and you notice all of those little things. But honestly, like, it's good to not be too self-critical because the more you do it, the better you get. The better you get with, if you are going to bring on other people to interview, you get much better in your style of interviewing and you learn as you go. So mine is definitely, mine's very different from how it first started, but that just reflects the journey that I've been on as well. So just don't be afraid to start. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. I, I, I can't echo that enough. I always, you know, relate it back to teaching. We're all classroom teachers here. And, you know, e- even after teaching for 18 years, that first day back in the classroom is always shaky. The next day is always shaky until you realize, oh, I've done this before. This isn't so bad. This is just having a conversation with our students. And, and it's so nice to hear you say, just keep doing it. Just, just start, just have those different things. Let's talk a little bit about blogging.com what what is blogging.com it is an amazing domain to have I know, right? So it originally started as the art of blog, and that was uh, that launched in, I believe, two thousand and eight. And then um, we recently rebranded it to blogging.com. And essentially, it is what it sounds like. It's it's really about helping people to um, build a blog, to grow their blog. And it just offers all kinds of um, interviews with experts in the blogging field from all different niches, offers lots of tips and tricks. And I think what's really great about blogging.com is that the way that it's written is in a very relatable way. So new people who really want to start a blog, like newbie bloggers, can really read it and understand it. You know, we don't we do do the cover the technical aspects, but we don't get really bogged down with them. So we communicate it in a way that is very palatable and, and understandable. You know, I find with as a teacher and, and working with teachers for this long, many teachers are comfortable writing, but not comfortable with a microphone. Mm-hmm. which I've always thought was weird because I consider myself a professional speaker, right? You stand up in front of people. But I also find that as a podcaster myself, it's difficult to be a blogger and to write because 
I've often said to myself, the reason I podcast is because I hate writing. What right. have you found, right? You're, you're obviously very heavy and very well accomplished in both spaces. Do you find that the two styles complement each other? And if so, how or how not? For me personally, I mean, I do. I really love writing. Um, but I feel I can offer different different things through my writing and then different things through the podcast. Some people might feel that they have, you know, they're definitely more skilled in one area. And in which case, roll with that. You know, don't feel that you have to do both because it's much better to focus your attention on the thing that you're really good at and the thing that you really enjoy instead of thinking that you've got to do the blogging as well, for example, and really hate it and struggle with it. Um, and you can also use your podcast to create blogging content as well so you could transcribe the podcast and you know then edit it accordingly so there there are different ways that you can get around that um but i definitely think like having listening to those conversations on a podcast definitely offers it creates a much different dynamic than reading it on the screen and then you know sometimes people do prefer the blogs it it really depends according to who you are and, and what you feel you've got to offer So let's start to dive into some of these topics here. Again, many of our audience members are full-time teachers, and we've been teaching forever this concept of a five-paragraph essay, right? Introduce, three-body paragraphs, closing. And I've started to actually teach podcasting that way, right? We have our intro. Now we're going to go through what we're going to talk about. We have our closing. But blogging is kind of different, right? I I, kind of find myself having two philosophies on this. I'd love to get your ideas here, but number one, nobody cares and nobody reads. So make them do both. And I always kind of have the same philosophy with the podcast, like make me listen to the whole thing. What, What philosophies should we be having for adults as we sit down with our websites. We'll get to the kids in a second here, but you know, I'm going to sit down on my blog. I'm going to write a blog post or an article. What should I be thinking about? You should always be thinking about what it is your audience want and what they need. It can be, I mean, and I hold my hand up to this as well. Our blogs can almost become a bit self-indulgent, you know, when we can write lots and lots of words and make it very wordy. And because that's probably what we're used to, either as teachers or, you know, used to writing essays and whatnot. But the, the, the sooner you can get to the point and address that need, the better. So I would always recommend using fewer words to say something if you possibly can. Um, Because as you said, you know, people, they don't want to be reading reams and reams of writing. Unless, you know, you've built up that relationship with your readers where they particularly love that style. Um, But I think for the purpose of teaching where you are essentially teaching someone something, you've got to get to the point and hit home what it is they need. Now, when you're looking at creating a blog, do you have a specific platform that you recommend or do you just say, go find whatever free paid website? Where do you guys lie on, on, I want to create a blog for my brand. Where should I go? Well, generally I would say WordPress is, is the best one. Um, I know Squarespace is very good as well. Actually, my current personal website is on Squarespace. It used to be on WordPress. Personally, I do prefer WordPress. Um, it just, there's lots of free things where you can get started. And again, you know, the same as what I said with the podcast, don't make it difficult for yourself. Don't think that you've got to get the fancy theme and all of that in place before you can start blogging, get the free one first, just start. Um, but WordPress does make it very, very easy. Um, as does Squarespace as well. Um, but my personal favorite is, is WordPress. We certainly are a big fan of WordPress and you can of course go over to educationalpodcasting.today to find all of our WordPress tips 
tips and tricks. When it comes to blog writing, this isn't a five paragraph essay, right? Or, or is it? I mean, I guess it could be. It depends what you're writing about. I mean, I think it's still important to have a flow, you know, so you have an introduction, then you have, um, you know, you address it and then you have a conclusion. But I mean, it depends on what your style is. And again, what your students, what your people, your audience really resonate with and what they need. I, 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 I guess you're right about that, right? Like, you, there's, there's a few different kinds of posts that are out there. There's, you know, you can blog for yourself. Again, blog really just came out of the term diary, I guess, right? Like, I want to write something online. Fantastic. Um, so if you're writing about what you did for today or what your family vacation was like, just write anything that you want to. Yes. Then yeah. there's, you're, you know, you're kind of looking at the post of, I want people to read it, where no one's going to read your post if it's, you know, eight inches long and there's a thousand words per paragraph. Exactly. People don't read that. But then there's also the people that write paragraphs, I guess, that are one or two sentences. And I have to ask, is that, is that Google happy or is that not Google happy? Where do you lie when it comes to blogging versus blogging for an audience, maybe blogging for Google search? I think if you're blogging for Google search, less is more because, and you want to make sure that you're incorporating those keywords that, you know, your keywords will come from what, what, what is it that you want people to be searching for to find your blog, you know, and then you, you write according to those keywords or those key phrases. And yeah, the, the more concise that can be and the sooner you can get to the point, it's not about omitting any really crucial details, but the sooner you can really cover that, the better. Um, yeah, so that would be my take on that one. Now, let's say you're out there and you wanted to start to write a blog that appeases the Google gods, right? Like we talk a lot about, you know, search engine optimization. We've, we've actually had some of the search engine companies onto the show recently. Um, what is a Google happy blog look like? Um, a very consistent one. So, you know, getting up there in SEO and keeping Google happy is all about keeping it consistent. Um, you know, you have to be, I mean, some of the most popular blogs, you know, they're blogging either multiple times a day or once a day, but just keeping to a regular schedule will really, really help you. And also make sure you are addressing those keywords in your posts. You know, don't be afraid to think that you're, you're repeating yourself too much. Obviously, you know, you've got to blend it with a good writing style as well. Um, but they're two very, very crucial things. Should we be talking about this stuff in our classrooms? I, I, I've always wondered about that. Is, is, is blogging something that students need to know about? I really think it could be a very beneficial thing for students. It, you know, blogging is a great way to well prove your expertise in something. It's a great way to kind of to showcase yourself and put yourself out there and build your profile as an expert or a market leader or an influencer, you know, whatever you're wanting to do for yourself. Um, and it's a great way to connect with other people as well and build relationships. And it's great fun. I love that ending because it's great fun. And so many students, you know, they're not looking forward to those five paragraph essays. But what happens if we got together and 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 I'll I'll, I'll throw the British example here. What if you know what would John Lennon's blog be like, right? So d dive into one of his songs, figure out where things are, and then what would you know what would what would a blog be like for John John Lennon to write? Is it going to write it in song lyrics? Is he going to write it out in prose? Is he going to write it? There's a lot of different things that teachers can do with that stuff i mean we of course we do these examples of what would john lennon's twitter feed look like which yeah. is actually pretty cool if you look at it that way i'm sure and i love that you brought that up because what you know what you're getting at really is that you you can convey your personality 
So, and that's what can make it fun. And often, you know, with blogging, it's your personality that makes you stand out. I mean, with teachers, you know, we all had... We all had our favorite teacher, didn't we? And yes, it was probably because they were great at what they did and they kind of delivered great content to us in the classroom, but it was probably their personality that they fused with that that made us love them. And you can really start to do that in, in blogging as well. Yes, you, you can, you know, it's just about finding that, that nice blend of getting to the point and getting out the content that your audience want, but infusing your personality in there as well. Have you had an opportunity at all to work with younger learners on these topics? Um, I mean, for my blog personally, um, I've often, you know, be um, some of my audience are younger. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and, and it's really about listening to your audience. Mm. It's really about listening to what it is that they want and they need and, and making your blog or your podcast applicable and relevant to those needs, you know, essentially serving your audience. I, I love that. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Because so many people are out there and, you know, I want to make a podcast because I want to talk about coffee. Well, mm-hmm. what, what about coffee do your listeners want to hear about, right? Like, Talk a little bit about it because that's so important as content yeah. creators. Yeah. Well, it's really about doing your research. So finding out what it is about coffee that people really want to know and finding those common questions because you will find them. You will find those things that keep coming up again and again and again, and then addressing those. And when you do start to build an audience, even if you only have five people, like listen to them, ask them questions, ask them what it is that they want to know about, and then deliver that content to them. I mean, as I said, we can get very um, sort of self-absorbed in into our blogs and into our podcasts, but if we are there to help people, to serve people, to teach people, then it's only really going to get traction and get listens and get readers if you are serving them and answering their questions but don't be afraid to ask them and and do that research you know look at other people who are doing similar things to what you're doing if you don't have a big audience and you don't know and look at the comments that they're getting and look at the questions that they're asking and it's not about copying definitely not but then you know the type you can identify the type of things out there that that people want to know we're here talking to blogging.com's very own Laura Yates. She is a blogger. She is a podcaster. She is a fantastic person to talk to. I want to talk about something that's on blogging.com right now. Under your Get Started page, you have a title called How to Start a Blog. And I'm looking at this thing, and one of your titles is called Blog versus Website. What, what does that mean? Is there a difference between a blog and a website, Laura? Um, well, I think uh, so. A blog is more of a, I mean, as you said before, really, a, a personal. You're, you're, you're kind of bringing your personality into it and it's your personal take on, on a particular subject. Whereas a website is more of a showcase of a service or what you do and it's more information. I love that. That's, that's, that's really, really, uh, that, that, that's actually a really, really good definition of all that stuff. I've never looked at it that way of, of services and, and stuff. I usually say, you know, a, a blog is what did you do today? You know, that journal diary versus, yeah. you know, like, like Squarespace is a website that has a blog feature where WordPress right. is a blog that has a website feature to it. And depending on what you want, that yeah. might be your solution for those things. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can have a blog on a website as well. So you don't have to have either or. Now, where does your podcast fit in? Do you create a blog for your podcast or do you create a podcast for your blog? 
So my podcast evolved out of my blog. Um, and also it does make for great blog content, which will then help boost your you know, your stuff in Google as well. Um, so it, it really works. They very much complement each other. But yeah, my I was blogging first. And then um, once I got really obsessed with podcasts and really felt that it's something I'd like to do, that's when my podcast um, started. So, yeah. And, and do you find that sometimes your blogging content enhances or compliment i mean uh, uh, where is this right because some of the stuff as we said earlier is easier read and some of it's easier said but now you've got should we be having two pieces of content or should we just be having one piece of content that oh by the way has an audio box on the top i mean i think it depends really on on what you want to do the thing is you you've got to love what it is you're doing you've got you've got to really um be quite obsessed about it and i mean oftentimes i find my blog content actually gives me inspiration to dive deeper um, on podcast episodes, especially if I know that that particular blog post has been really, really popular, which I can either find out through the comments, you know, the general audience response rate, or I can look in my Google Analytics. And then that for, therefore that suggests that it's probably going to be something that my podcast listeners want to hear about as well. And I can bring, you know, more personality into it. I can either bring on somebody else, an expert who can talk more about it. Um, and so the, the two can serve a different purpose. I mean, there are bloggers out there who literally you know they have a podcast episode and then they have a separate blog post which is just the podcast episode transcribed so uh, you know first of all this has been a fantastic conversation here and thank you for your time i i want to bring up one last topic here one that kind of has been hitting teacher cast a lot and one that was a, a major major topic at podcast movement recently which is the conversation around should we be monetizing and if so how and it's a difficult conversation to have with education. Many people out there are listening going, yeah, I'm, I want to make a podcast to, to make money. And you go, is there money in podcasting? And for everybody that says yes, there's a thousand more people that say no. Yeah. Where, where do you lie with all this stuff? And, 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 you know, we live in education. I always say education is a little bit different than the real world where there's expectations for free is good. But yes. can you can you kind of bridge this topic here of how do you start to monetize, right? It's not always finding a sponsor. It's not always creating an opt-in. It's not always selling your services, but everybody seems to find their own way for doing this. What what advice can you give the beginner when it yeah. comes to, you know, how do you pay for all this stuff? Yeah, I mean, this is a hot topic, definitely. So my view on this is that I don't really think, I think the long-term goal, having that as a long-term goal is great, but I wouldn't ever suggest to someone to get into podcasting or blogging solely to, to make lots and lots of money because the truth is it takes time. You've got to be prepared to put in the work, put in the time, get that consistency going before you will get offers of those sponsorships or you're able to kind of build up an audience to then be able to sell your services or you can create brand partnerships. You know, that's something that I've been able to do through my podcast, but that doesn't come immediately. I mean, I don't know, maybe it does for some people, but I think it's very, very rare. So I think, you know, it's about the intention that you go in with really a podcast, starting a podcast or starting a blog should really be about your passion for what it is you want to share with people, for what it is you want to teach or talk about. Um, and then when when you really do that and you are very consistent with it and you're delivering content that your audience want to hear, 
the money will start the money opportunities will start to come in but you've really got to be prepared to be in it for the for the long haul and that is my especially now as you know more and more people are blogging and podcasting the market is even more saturated so you know that's why it's very good if you can fill some you know a bit of white space where people aren't talking about that particular thing and if you can really really niche it down um those opportunities might come in sooner but overall you you really need to be prepared to put in the work first of all it it is so nice to hear you say that just create good content that's it and then and then the hard part right you do it again yeah. Do it again. And again. And, and, again, then, and, again. and then when you're tired of that, you, you you just do it again, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not the sexy answer, is it? And it's probably not what people want to hear. But it's not something that you should go into to make you know a lot of money very very quickly. A lot of money can come from it. You know, there are very successful podcasters and bloggers who make tons of money. But the chances are that they have really dedicated themselves to their craft. They've become an expert in their field, and they've proved that time and time again. They've built up their audience. They've listened to their audience. They've communicated with them, and that's what it's all about. You know, I always find that the the most I hate to use the word successful, but let's just kind of dance around that term. The most successful creators, if you will, out there are doing well professionally in a business that they might not have thought that they would get into, meaning they might have started a show on podcasting as an example, but then they realized that somebody picked up on a how to build a plugin post, and then they decided to pivot, and now their entire you know content is how to make a plugin. Right. I don't know if that makes sense of what I'm saying, but you get what I'm, you know, somehow something that you wrote starts to find a lot of hits and then you go, oh, I'm going to make more of that. And then next thing you know, you're doing the, the plug-in podcast, not the how to podcast podcast, because now your yeah. niche is, is more, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with my, my blog, you know, mine started off, I didn't, it, it happened very, very organically. I didn't intend to turn it into a business or podcast. I started writing about my breakup. You know, that's literally how it happened. And, you know, the more the more I did, because because that for me was very therapeutic at the time, and I loved writing, but it evolved. And then I could really pinpoint the topics that people were really interested in. And that, that kind of created the foundation for my podcast. And it all just went from there. So look at that feedback. Look at what people are hitting on. You know, look at those posts or podcasts that are getting the most hits. And then that's where you can spot those clues. So the, the key to success is to find something that scars you deeply and then... <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that breakup was the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> you know, I've, been, I've been sitting here going through your blog, trying not to ask the question of the origin of the breakup story. I'm not going to. You'll have to listen to Laura's podcast for that. Of course, all the show notes are going to be here. You can find everything over at educationalpodcasting.today. This is episode number 27. Laura, it has been a pleasure to have you on. And please, uh, you know, please come back and, and, and bring other members of your team. We would love to consider these or continue these conversations. There is so much more to talk about. We want to know what your questions are. If you have any questions for Laura about podcasting, about blogging, you can, of course, find us on Twitter at Podcasting Today. Email us over at feedback at teachercast.net and go to teachercast.net slash voicemail and, and leave us a voice message. We want to know what's going on with you. We want to know how you're doing with your blogs and podcasts. Laura, I'm going to give you the last word here. Is there any advice that you have for anybody looking to start or you know maybe you have any advice for somebody who's been doing this for i don't know seven years and is looking to figure out how to continue this in a, in a successful manner 
Well, I think, you know, really hone in on, really hone in on what you're passionate about and what you're good at and really, really run with that. You know, you've got to be able to make your blog or podcast a success. You've got to just start and be willing to just put yourself out there. Nothing bad is going to happen. And to just really get really nail what it is you are, you absolutely love to talk or write about and listen to your audience, continually listen to them and find out what it is that, that they want from you. Those are fantastic words of advice. I don't think I could do any better than that. So I think we will wrap it up right here. Laura, where can we find out more about you and uh, listen to your fantastic podcast? Perfect. Well, I mean, blogging.com is where you can find all the great resources about blogging. So please, you know, head on over there. We've got some great articles, great tips and everything for, for aspiring bloggers and existing ones as well. Um, my personal site is laurayates.org where I've got my own blog on there and uh, my podcast. My podcast is also on iTunes and it's called The Bounce Back Podcast. Uh, so that is where people can find me. And of course, we want to say thank you out there for listening to this show and making TeacherCast your your home for professional development. This is Educational Podcasting Today, episode number 27, where you can find out all the stuff about blogging and creating a fantastic brand for yourself. On behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.